Hello and welcome to Pause and Play It Forward. I'm Nicola. And I'm Rosie. And Pause and Play It Forward is all about the music that we love. And how it makes us feel. What we do is we give each other an album to listen to during the week and then we report back on it after listening to it, doing a bit of research. Well, when I say doing a bit of research, it's Nicola that does the research. Google. I don't quite do as much research as you do, do I? It's all in your head, Rosie. You don't need to. You... Then we report back and we tell each other how we feel about it, standout tracks, things like that, and we call it Music Club. And then the second half of Pause and Play It Forward is what we like to call Top 5. It's not self-explanatory at all, is it? <laughs> Just in case you can't work out what Top 5 is, in the Top 5 segment, we choose a theme Um, between us and then we choose five songs each and we do that separately so we don't tell each other it's all done very secretly we don't peek at each other's work or anything like that we choose five songs and then we come back together to tell each other our top five and then argue the case for which tracks need to be included in the final top five we haven't had a fight yet, have we? And I haven't even got chinny about it, actually. It's like Not yet. quite reasonable. No, me neither. Yeah. No. There's always episode 13. <laughs> For a bit song. of argy bargy. <laughs> <laughs> Top five argy bargy. But all of the songs that. Not that are discarded, because it's that we love them all basically the songs that aren't included in the top five do go onto our spotify playlist to create an amazing selection of music around that particular theme for that episode this week for music club you asked me to listen to madame x and i asked uh, by madonna and i asked you to listen to nightmares on wax in a space outer sound so which one do you want to do first nicola should we go to ibiza or should we go to portugal for this week's episode (laughs) (laughs) um they were Two really different albums, though, weren't they? I mean, we keep saying this, gosh, we couldn't have chosen two different ones, but I thought that Madame X was quite dark and then um, and then Nightmares on Wax was actually a little bit of light relief. Do you know what I mean? That does make It does make sense. Absolutely, I agree with you. Two very different sounds this week and it did make for a really interesting contrast because I, personally, I liked the contrast. I liked listening to one, listening to the other, sort of di- di- essentially dipping in and out. Yeah. So, well, should we do Nightmares on Wax then? Oh, I've got so many things to say. Yeah, I've got quite a lot to say. Just in case you weren't listening last week, I chose Nightmares on Wax because I don't know many of their songs or any of their songs apart from the ones that were on kind of compilation albums in the noughties and so I chose this one which is In A Space Out of Sound I can't actually remember the year it came out was it about 2006 something like that uh, 2006 yeah. And, yeah and by the way I say that not because it's in my head but because I googled it <laughs> Thank you, Google. It was 2006. Yeah, and like we said, Madonna was very much in your face and this is very much background music, isn't it? It is, and this to me was... Again, this is why I just love this segment, particularly of the podcast, because it encourages me to listen to something that I wouldn't normally listen to and realise just how much I like it and also how nice it is sometimes to leave your comfort zone um, 
and and go to a different place and so th- for, for listening to nightmares on wax i a few things popped into my head in terms of perhaps places that you would listen to and i was thinking dinner party which sounds very middle class in your 40s but a really fun one where you know that it's just gonna gonna turn into a great night there's going to be some dancing etc but you need a good soundtrack but also ibiza and i'm not sure sorry if this sounds horribly cliched but listening to this just made me want to go on holiday it made me want to be in a bar either sipping a drink or dancing in an outdoor space and just really having a great time and I loved that it took me to this place and it took me back to my own sort of experience of being in Ibiza and it was a really lovely place as in it was a lovely place to go to it's, it's a funny it's a funny thing isn't it music because you don't necessarily always want to listen to music that is so in your face that it's distracting this is perfectly beautiful you could have it on couldn't you and you wouldn't you wouldn't necessarily hear it flip from one song to the next even though they're quite different it's such a good point and I listened to it once and then I in that experience it was it was background music because I was working so I had it on the background and then I immediately listened to it again once I'd finished what I was doing because I needed to rediscover it I needed to differentiate between the tracks and kind of see what I'd missed and paid a bit more attention and that was a totally different experience and I really liked that so um do you want to talk about any of the songs yeah definitely so um, in terms of standout tracks I really liked I Am You I absolutely love that I kept going back to that I like that and I think Soul Purpose and Me also deserve a similar mention like they were really lovely lovely songs and also there's a sound that's the same in Soul Purpose as there is in Sexual Healing by Marvin Gaye did you hear that it's not in it's not on who sampled so I'm guessing it's literally just like a you know it's it's not a sample it's just that the, they've used the same um program on their synthesizer do you, you know um <laughs> yeah or, or however you do it i don't know how you do it um but, <laughs> yeah. but that that really made me laugh because uh, i've got i've got a bit of a weird relationship with sexual healing by marvin gay because obviously it's like an amazing song and marvin gay you know there's no one ever that's been like him and you know all of that kind of thing you know uh but um but I always think, you know, at the beginning of the song when it's, wake up, wake up, wake up. It's just like, Marvin, I don't care who you are. If you, if I'm asleep and you're waking me up for some sexy time, you're going to get a punch on the nose. Yeah. <laughs> just a minute. Kind of. <laughs> like, I am sleeping. <laughs> so I always think that's a yeah. really funny, you like, can whisper wake up. all you like. Yeah, I think, I think, you know, obviously it's trying to be like, wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up. And it's just like, uh, no, yeah. if I'm asleep, really I'm annoying. asleep. Unlucky. That's <laughs> <laughs> such a good point. Now, whenever I listen to that, that's going to make me think of you. Punch him on the nose. <laughs> Just a minute. <laughs> no, that's true. And I heard um, on the track Passion, I thought that also sounded like Destiny by Zero Seven. There was something about that that um, kind of, I don't think it is sampled, but again, it just brought that memory to mind which is a which was a good thing um and the same with african pirates rapper's delight by the sugar hill gang yeah and then also oh it also made me think made me think of michelle gal happy just to be with you do you remember that song well i do remember michelle gal yes <laughs> did you have that like london uh, sisterhood thing going on with her because i i obviously never did but i can imagine that if i if she'd have been from bristol i'd have been like Michelle Gow and me, we are the same. I so wanted to be in her gang, definitely. And I loved her track. So it was weird, you know, when you do that bouncy thing with music. So it's like African Pirates, oh, Rapper's Delight. And then it was like, oh, Michelle Gow. And you sort of just say it's a lovely little trip, adventure to go on. So um, 
yeah, I loved the different sounds that I thought that I was hearing in the different tracks. Um, I also really liked The Sweetest. Um, and I did this thing where I thought, oh, that must be a sample. It's got a sample element to it. But I don't think it is. I think it's the vocalist who I think is Sarah Garvey. So I thought that was nice. There was a bit of a retro sound to that track that I really liked. Um, And so, yeah, there was a few standout tracks once I'd had two or three listens. Damn is, I think, my... is A a female voice with a gospel backing is like my sweet spot you know oh same but yeah Rosie again I just kept when I was writing down notes and I was thinking about this I just kept thinking Ibiza when I went to Ibiza a long time ago my our Ibiza experience was such a fun one um Joe Lauren and Amy if you're listening to this um I know you're going to be laughing because I know we had such a good time but we weren't necessarily like go, we went to some really good kind of court cool, what I would Kind of think like cool things, but we did loads of mucking about around the pool and just generally being silly. And when I think of Ibiza, there was a guy around the pool who used to wear the, the, these sort of trunks that were really high. So we called him Harry High Pants. <laughs> and now that's something that I'd say sometimes to my son when, you know, like, oh, FN, like, pull your shorts down, you're like Harry High Pants. So, you know, all, the, all these girls being really cool in Ibiza and we were like mucking, mucking about and calling people Harry High Pants. <laughs> But however, it was such a great time and we did lots of dancing and stuff and clubbing and all that kind of stuff as well. So, you know, we've talked about how music makes you feel. It makes you feel, sorry, for me in this respect, it made me feel happy. I was laughing to myself about various things, but I was so appreciating how much I really enjoyed these tracks at the same time. When I gave it the first listen, I was a little bit disappointed in myself because they felt a little bit something or nothing. And then the second listen, um, they got under my skin a bit more. And then the third listen, I was like, why hasn't this album had more success? You know? I don't you mean, I read a review, I I won't mention the... um the, the magazine, what have you, because it was a bit scathing, actually, it was saying about this album, which I didn't agree with. It said, sadly, the two best tracks come at the end. A shame, because you have probably put on something closer to actual music by then, which I thought was really scathing and a bit unnecessary, because I didn't necessarily see it like that. Um, it it wasn't particularly a, a pos- it wasn't an overly positive review, which I thought it was undeserving, because I, I liked it. I really liked it. Yeah, and also, I mean, what, what were you going to expect from Nightmares on Wax? It sounds like a lot of, you know... What, what were you expecting? Some kind of rock band? Yeah, no, know? that's right. Absolutely, I thought it was snobby. And Rosie, we talked about yeah. we're not we're not keen on musical snobbery, are we? We don't like that kind of stuff. Nope. Yeah, I don't know if I'm going to have the album as a as a go to. I think I've got others that I would go to. You know, like Blue Lines or uh, you know a few others that I've got that I would that if I wanted to listen to that kind of music, I would I would go to. You know. However, having said that. I reckon I'm going to pop a couple on my playlist. It's been a, it's been a really good experience. So another cracker. Thank you, Rosie. And um, Madam X. Oh my god, this is epic. I'm so nervous to know what you. I feel sick. Feel about this. I feel sick because I cannot sort out all of my thoughts and feelings about it into one into anything that's comprehensible by other people. <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> it's like, I want, I want to tell you this, and then I want to tell you that, and then I want to tell you this, and then I want to tell you that. So I've written loads and loads and loads of notes, and I want to go through <laughs> them with love you. It. Rosie, you're talking to me. Madonna, loads <laughs> of notes. Go for it, go it, for it. Right. I, um, I just... What, what, one thing I thought when I when I remember this album is that... So Madame X, it's um, Madonna's 14th studio album, and last February... 
2020, just before the world obviously just turned on its head and everything just went in an, in an awful state. Um, I did go to see Madonna perform Madame X, the Madame X tour at the London Palladium. Oh, my God. And, um, I, and I actually got a ticket came up really last minute on one of the sites. Like, it was, it was a, a genuine site, not a dodgy one, <laughs> just to say. Um, and it was a proper ticket. And the tickets were not cheap. And I thought... I'm going to go, but I wouldn't expect anyone else to come with me because it's quite last minute. So I went on my own and I, I did feel a bit, a bit, well, not, I don't mind being on my own, but at first I thought, this is quite a mo momentous occasion, should you be on your own? But what happened was when I got there, um, at the, in this particular gig, they took away, you, were, you weren't allowed to take your mobiles in with well, you. Yeah. And it made it such yeah. an immersive experience. It was amazing. I sat next to this guy who also was on his own and... It was like we were meant to be. He was one of the biggest Madonna fans I've ever met. And he said that Madonna and Madonna's music had really helped him in his life over the years, various things, various reasons. And so he had this strong affinity to her. And he kept saying things to me like, what's your favourite Madonna look? So I'd be like, oh, God, like, you know, da, da, da. And he'd be like, and then two minutes later, what's your, what's your favourite Madonna film? And, like, and it was like, we just we were like two giggly teenagers just having the best time. And then when the performance was on, he would just look at me and he'd just go, oh my God, oh my God, I love this song. And I'd be like, I love this song. And then too many, it'd like wiggle my leg. Oh my God, what is she, look what she's wearing. I was like, I know. And it's like, I'm so glad that I kind of did, I went on my own because I may not have, sort of had the chance to sit next you to this guy him, he was just no. he was just so fun have you kept have you kept in contact i wish we had i felt a bit shy afterwards it's like me be like madonna best friends <laughs> but it was a bit of a it was a bit of a kerfuffle when we left because we were all like asked to leave quite quickly and then you had to get your phone back and then i was still in this sort of awe of this amazing show so when i think of this album i think of the live experience because it was really interesting live and one of the reasons why i suggested we listen to it is because the the documentary around it the sort of live the concert documentary is coming out in october and i thought great let's let's listen to it again I really, really would like to see it. I, I think um, a lot of it would make sense when you see it live because it sounds like uh, it sounds like um, it, it starts off and it sounds like you're at some kind of really weird circus come fairground, like dark, <laughs> yeah. dark, slightly nasty. You know, um, and and it, and it's like, and it makes you feel a little bit like I don't know if I like this place. It's taking me to, um, yeah. And then it goes through like loads and loads of different identities, doesn't it? The the the, the album. And I actually listened to this um, three times. I drove down to. Um, Devon this week, no Somerset this weekend, and I and I listened to it on my own, and I listened to it on the way there and on the way back, and it was such a good um, travelling song because you can really, you really need to actively listen to it, don't you? You know, which is the kind of listening yes, that you can only yes. really do when you're driving, or you know, if if you're actually physically <laughs> listening to it and not doing anything else, and um and so yeah, there's so many different personalities, and then I read, I got home and I I googled it and I read that Madame X is loads and loads of different identities and it and it comes from one of madonna's teachers that said i'm gonna call you madam x because every day you come in and you look completely different i i, I agree with completely what you're saying here because it's got lots of madam x has got lots of different identities you know this sort of character as such that madonna plays and but then also the sounds are so varied as well so you've got like the full mm. works you've got disco house uh reggae um 
like Latin pop, Portuguese. It's such a mixture of stuff. And I think, you know, Lowe's credit where credit's due with Madonna. She doesn't do the... She she's not the, she doesn't stay the same, does she? She doesn't. No, you know, she's always been known for being a chameleon and she was living in Lisbon or living in Portugal and she was influenced by going to um like cafes and little restaurants. Can you imagine you know, like I love that. Can you imagine going to a cafe and Madonna being there having a little yeah, you'd be like, little chai latte? <laughs> yeah, can you imagine? You turn around and you're like, Oh god, you whisper to the person you're with, don't look now. Don't look, don't look. But oh, is that Madonna? I think that might be Madonna. <laughs> oh my god, I'm gonna be sick. <laughs> yeah, can you imagine? You know, you're just passing through on a little weekend away with your girlfriends, or whatever, and you're like, oh god. Oh god, I don't. I think if there was ever an opportunity to meet her or see her, I'd be too scared because you know you should never meet your heroes, should you? You know, don't just in case it's an unpleasant when experience. I got, when we got the phone call through to say, "Can you interview? Take that." I actually fell over. <laughs> <laughs> actually, I was stood up and I was like. Oh, I just lost all the bones in my neck. <laughs> oh my God, Rosie, that is that is one for another podcast discussion. Yeah, by the way, yeah, oh, no, I didn't interview. I I went along. I didn't actually interview them in the end. But like, obviously, I was asked if I wanted to go along. Yes, please. Yes. There's no way I could have interviewed them because I would have just been like, so. How are you all so utterly perfect? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh God, then, do you know what? Up. They're not even they're not even my favourite band of all time and I don't even fancy any of them, but <laughs> you know, it's that it was just the they were top of the hit they, parade they were. when at a really brilliant time in my life. Not not that I haven't continued to have a brilliant time, but there is something very special about that kind of late team. So so special and so many people I know say exactly the same thing. Anyway, so yeah, so right, so I've got I've got so much to say about this. So um so this. it starts, doesn't it? It's a bit dark and, and, and I was a bit like, oh, um, I don't know. It I this might be the reason why I haven't listened to this, because it feels a bit yeah. weird. And then suddenly future starts and I'm like like, oh yes, this is this is it's going to be fine now. What what's your favourite song on the album? Oh yeah, so um, there's so many different so many different tracks for different reasons, but I think my standout track is Crazy. I don't mean to keep being a bore. When I saw it live, I bet you're like, oh, God, all right, we know you've seen it live with your mate talking about things. It's really beautifully shot. When the documentary comes out, you you might want to have a look. I'll definitely be watching. <laughs> Not with me though, talking all the way through it. Yeah, yeah. Look at this bit. Look at this bit. Look at oh, this bit. Oh, this bit's amazing. Oh, oh, when I was there, sit in the other room. Like go away. <laughs> but when I did see this live in the London Palladium, uh, crazy was the set was. I presume, say this with no expertise, a Portuguese cafe type setting. And it was really gorgeous. It was all like bar stalls and uh, the dancers. And she's sort of wearing this, Madonna's wearing this beautiful outfit. And it's just lovely. I've always loved this song. I love the instrumental um, sound. I just love it. I love the lyrics. So yeah, Crazy is probably my favourite track. Um, I really like I Don't Search, I Find. I really like Crave as well. Oh, and and with Crave, I, I... don't mean to get on my sort of ageist high horse here, but I think that if that was um, performed by a younger artist, it possibly would have been more successful as a single. I I sort of feel like sometimes with Madonna, particularly Madonna now, she is up against a lot of ageist barriers. And she's, she's, she's not only up against other people 
40 years younger than herself. She's up against herself from 40 years ago as well, isn't she? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Can you imagine how exhausting that must be just when you just want to make music, essentially? Yeah, but um, I think she's all right. We follow her on Instagram. She looks like she's doing OK, doesn't she? She is having the best time. Like, honestly, when she flashed her bum at the V8... Uh, VMAs recently and as she walked off she had on like you know an outfit where her bum was just on show she's got a great bum I think she's like 63 she's got an amazing bum I'd love to have her bum now yes all of the you know misogyny ageist stuff just kind of put seeped out Piers Morgan I'm looking at you um, that kind of stuff and like like she would ever even give him the time of day right Piers Morgan you are not even even in the same swimming pool, yeah, let alone swimming in the same lane as her, you know? Yeah. <laughs> what an idiot. What an idiot, I know. I'm a bit biased sometimes, you know, I won't have a bad word sent against her because she's, to me, is an incredible artist. And, you know, like talking about this album, for example, it's, it's so different to previous studio albums. But I really enjoy it. And it is dark, like dark ballet. Mm-hmm. It, some people just go, oh, that's weird and I hate it. I loved it. I don't know if you've seen the video. Actually, the videos that go with this album are pretty good but this dark ballet it's got uh, Mickey Blanco playing Joan of Arc it's quite a dark video of course it has yeah of course, of course it's got of course she does she does love Joan of Arc though wasn't Joan of Arc in like a prayer as well uh, yeah and she and another one um on the Rebel Heart album yes I think she's that's a that's a, a, a somebody that she jo- like sort of goes back to quite a bit but the videos also are great like in um Medellin she marries Maluma you know that gorgeous yeah. like Colombian singer of course she does of course she marries him. Yeah. Of course they're snogging all over the table and drinking loads of wine and dancing. You know, of course they are. And <laughs> I love that. And I remember watching that video. It's really beautifully shot and it's got lovely kind of like, oh, I don't know how you would describe it. It just looks really nice. And uh, she's just having a great time. Of course, of course she is. Of course she's marrying him. Of course <laughs> she is. You know, because that's what she does and it's great fun. And I think sometimes she's just having a bit of a laugh with everyone as well. Do you? Just yeah. like, oh, of course yeah. you're all going to get really furious about this because I'm 63 and <laughs> he's whatever I'm just gonna I'm gonna snog him and then I'm gonna marry him and we're all gonna get drunk and then I'm gonna ride off on a horse (laughs) (laughs) um, and then my last one Rosie sorry is Batuka yes I wanted to talk about this I really like that and it's really powerful and it's just beautiful sound and does it it reminds me of a kid's clapping or skipping game you know yes yeah but it's also like it's also like um, the whole album is like different. It feels like it's Madonna's gone. I'll take a little bit of that album and a little bit of that album and a bit of that and a bit of this. Um, and but but what actually I really wanted to ask you because I'm not as you know familiar with Madonna, particularly after the Immaculate Collection. That's when me and Madonna kind of parted ways a bit, really. On this album, she lets other people take the limelight in the songs. Is that something... I see that for me as something that I wouldn't consider Madonna did. And is this the first album she's done it? It's an interesting point, actually, because, like you said, Madonna is normally likes to be centre stage, wouldn't you say? You know, like, it's yeah. a fair point that so she... I've- I thought that was really interesting. That, yeah. That, um, yeah. Yeah. And I also thought with this album, which I'm not sure if some is a little bit overlooked, it's produced by Mike Dean, who, I don't know if you follow him on Instagram, he's having the best life, literally living his best life every day. He does a lot of stuff with Kanye West and he's a big producer. And so I thought that was an interesting thing. And it got like decent reviews. I remember like some people just thought it was weird and muddled. You know, Rosie, you were saying like, oh, you had so much to say about it, but it was difficult to order your thoughts. Mm-hmm. Some people found it muddled in terms of reviewers. Others thought it was genius 
genius. Others thought it was clever. Others thought it was really fresh. And, you know, it, it, it got some mixed reviews. But again, I don't know if she's necessarily always out to get five-star reviews anymore. Yeah, no, I don't think she is. I, do, I mean, she's she's going to sell a certain amount of albums, even if she just put, put an album of her clearing her throat. She'd, <laughs> yeah. she'd, she would, wouldn't she? She'd sell a certain amount of albums. And I, I think it's really difficult as a critic when like reviewing something before it comes out before it hits the mood of the general public you know and and you know sometimes things can really capture the mood and sometimes they're completely off target aren't they definitely and I, I think yeah. it's, it's quite often really difficult sometimes it it you feel like a a um a a, a reviewer has really got totally all emperor's new clothes about stuff and sometimes it feels like they're a bit too critical i have one criticism about this album because i have to say this is now I, i'm gonna have to keep this it's it's got it's it's got to me so much that i'm gonna have to keep listening to it until it stops being something that i have to keep listening to you know that you know that thing um where you yeah gets under um, your skin yeah yeah, where where I'm, I'm going to need to get it out of my system over the next couple of weeks. Um, but I do have one criticism, and it feels like the last song doesn't have quite as much impact as it should. It's a bit wishy-washy for me. It's not bad, but it's like the others are all so, like, um, impactful and immediate and of the moment, and then the last song was just a bit... I know, because I find, like, Looking for Mercy, which is the penultimate track, is quite... It shows a bit of a vulnerability about Madonna, which I really like. I love it when she does that. Yeah, and it's back to the obsession with praying as well, isn't it? Exactly, and I... So I feel like that sentiment and that kind of song is kind of where I left Madonna where me and Madonna parted do you, do you know do you know what yeah, I mean like that yeah. kind of like um yeah is that before Cherish I, I know what you mean I to be honest I normally skip that track especially because I really like I Don't Search I Find which is the dance one And but my god it was it was almost exhausting to listen to it the first few times um so thank you very much that was brilliant. Oh, you're so welcome. I love talking about it. And I was, you know, we we, we have said this before. I was a bit nervous because I thought, oh, God, what if you come back and you're like, it was just a load of weird sounding noise. So, yeah, I think very clever. And I'm so glad you listened to it and enjoyed it. And I, I'll come around to your house and watch the documentary. Yeah, that'd be lush. You won't answer the door. You'd be like, oh, God. Oh, God. Go and sit in the other room, Nicola. <laughs> And um, I'm quite I'm quite excited to find out what your uh, what your choice is for next week. It, I know what it is. I know what it is. I know you're going to know what it is. I nearly text you. It's Nirvana, isn't it? Yeah, it is Nirvana. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm going to go back to being 13 and uh, stomping about in boots and rolling my eyes at everybody, slamming my door, and listening to Nirvana. Never mind. And when I did that, by the way, stomping about and stuff at home when I was 13 and being difficult, I'd always go downstairs afterwards for a cuddle and have my yeah. dinner. Oh, lush. <laughs> Sorry, I've just, it's just teenage angst. I don't know what to do with it. Um, it's Nirvana, never mind, uh, because it turns 30 this week. Ah! And also, over the weekend, um, I watched a BBC Two documentary when Nirvana came to Britain, and I, in, in sort of celebration, I guess, of that. And that was really, really good. Um, um, but with Nirvana's Nevermind, Rosie, I wanted to listen to it, A, because of the anniversary, but also... Um, I just, every single track on this album makes me feel something. And obviously, Pause and Plate Food is about music and how it makes us feel. And every single track makes me feel something. Uh, the riff of Smells Like Teen Spirit will always give me a stomachache in a good way. Um, and I just felt like, I also, uh, not meaning to be 
uh, difficult, but I remember you were saying that there are some albums that have just passed you by. And this is it. This is one <laughs> so I didn't want to feel like I was setting you really like bad homework where you'd be like, oh, this is such a slog. But I was curious to know, perhaps as it reached its 30th anniversary, if, if that still has passed you by and what your thoughts are on it, really. So track by track, you know, having a good chance to listen to it. So, yeah, Nirvana's Nevermind from 1991. Excellent. Well, I have actually chosen one with you in mind because I was listening, I was away for the weekend with friends and we were listening to loads of music, as you do, you know, people putting on their playlists and stuff. And a song that I... Uh, I have heard before lots and I, and this is a cover version of a Blur song um, it's Out of Time is the Blur song and the cover has been done by someone called Joan as Policewoman I think you might know Joan as Policewoman Yes and no, I do know and um uh, somebody a long time ago asked me to listen to Jonas Policewoman and cited her as one of their favourite artists. So she's done two albums of covers and this song is on her second covers album. You know, when you hear a song and it, it was like, oh my God, this is a cover of Blur, isn't it? Yes, it is. It's out of time. Yes. And then... It's like, I know someone who would really like this. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I'm so intrigued. I'm so intrigued. Yeah, so it's covers too. It was re- released a couple of years ago. Um, but I think you'd... I I also agree that I think you'd really like her stuff. I'm, I'm really excited to listen to this. I'm going to listen to Nevermind by Nirvana. I can't wait, actually. Do you know... I keep meaning to listen to it and then I keep thinking, Nick Light is definitely going to have it as one of the music club albums one week. So no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to listen to it. Brilliant, I can't wait. And yours is Joan as Policewoman, covers two. Excellent. Oh, how exciting. Top five, Sleep and Dreams. I found so many that I nearly texted you and said, can we do just sleep or can we do just dreams? But I think we might... Oh, I did. Yeah, I think we might have to do a, a part two in the future. I believe so, Rosie. Yeah, I came up with so many. I have to say, when I told my husband, Alex, that we were doing this is the theme this week, he literally fell out of his chair laughing. He said... The audacity of you coming up with songs about sleep when you are the worst person at going to sleep. Apparently, I'm really, I'm like an excited child. I will not go to bed. I always find something else to do. I message people back at midnight. You know, you and I often have a little midnight WhatsApp. So he was kind of like the cheek. What is it? The audacity, the cheek, the nerve, the gall, the the audacity and the gumption of you even talking about sleep, you cheeky thing. So, uh, yeah, anyway. uh, But having said that, I felt that there were so many songs about sleep and dreams. So many. So there's a lot of notable mentions on my list for this week. There are loads of notable mentions and actually I only put the notable mentions in of the ones that missed out on the top five it wasn't other ones that I thought of it's the ones that didn't make the top five otherwise we would have actually been here until next week just listing them (laughs) we would have talked ourselves to sleep because there were so there was just so many I get really intrigued Rosie to hear about your top five because and you some we've had a few matches recently but some I don't think we're going to get any we're on a different page aren't we and it's a good thing Mm. I think because it makes me think of so many different songs and so Rosie what's your number five number five is Dreamweaver by Gary Wright and the reason I thought of this one is because it's one of the songs in Toy Story 3, which is one of my best films and saddest films of all time. This lovely. It it nearly did go onto my notable mentions, but then I was starting to panic thinking, 
I've got so many, it's going to be silly. Yeah. I've got a confession to make. I've never seen any of the Toy Story films. <laughs> Am I the only person in the whole world? Right, you are going to have to stop recording right now and go and watch all of them. <laughs> anyway, what's your number five? What's your number five? Um, my number five also has a film connection to it, but it's Golden Slumbers by The Beatles um, from Abbey Road. I love it for lots of reasons. It's a really beautiful song, but it's also sung by Jennifer Hudson in Sing. Oh, that's your one of your favourite movies, isn't it? It's just lovely. Golden Slumbers. I even love the title of it by The Beatles and um, written by Paul McCartney. It was credited to Lennon and McCartney. But it's just a lovely track. We'll put the Jennifer Hudson and the Beatles one on our playlist because both are amazing, fantastic. aren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Number four is for me is the Cranberries and Dreams. What about you? So my number four is Sleepwalk by Santo and Johnny. Now, do you know this, Rosie? No. It's an instrumental with a steel guitar sound, so it sounds quite randomly chucked into the top five. Ooh. And what's your number three, Rosie? My number three is the Everly Brothers, and all I have to do is dream. Oh. Those are my notable mentions. Yeah, yeah. What about you, your number three? So my number three, we've already spoken about this in Pause and Play It Forward. It's What's You Sleeping by Corey Withers and Booker T. Yeah, I I nearly added it, but then I thought, no, no. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I know. And I nearly stopped myself and put it, because we've spoken about it before and it's featured on a previous playlist. Mm. It's just, we we talked about how beautiful this this song is. Just so beautiful. Rosie, I think you were saying that you... But sort of had it on when you were with your children as well. You know, it made you think but of you being know, with the I, kids. I sing it to stuff. them. I sing it to them quite a lot at night. And Stop. actually, one my number two is one that I I learned all the words to and sang to. My parents used to sing to me. And oh, and what is it? What's your number two? It's Morning Time Ride by the Seekers. It hasn't gone on my notable mentions just because it didn't come into my head. But doesn't mean I just think it's don't love it. It's absolutely lovely. What's your number two? Um, mine, I'm a bit worried it's a little obvious, but it's Dreaming of You by The Coral. Um, one of my all-time favourite tracks, I think. Just gorgeous. We, um, I saw them at Latitude Festival quite a few years back and um, they were great. In quite a small tent, but just packed, absolutely packed, people spilling out of it. You know, they needed a bigger space, really. And um, the opening, dun, 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 dun. I can still remember the sound that came out of the tent or around me and people screamed, loved the, loved the tone of that guy's voice. So, yeah, Dreaming of You by The Coral it just had to go on there. I, it was, I think it was my, no, it was my second song that popped into my head. And Rosie, what's your number one? Lullaby by The Cure. I had an inkling that you may have it on there. So I sort of, what's that? Chance my bets, if that's the right time. I was like, I'm going to just be confident and think that Rosie will include it to allow me to just move it ever so slightly out the, off to the side. I absolutely adore this song. Me too. It's weirdly, because obviously, you know, it's decades old now, but I can really remember listening to it in a car going around Vauxhall Bridge Roundabout in London. <laughs> like that's, I love that's that. my memory that's associated with it. So, I, you know, I, I, and yet, obviously, it's, um, I had this on 7-inch single. That's how much I liked it. This song, I didn't realise, um, outside of podcasting, I'm a writer, and I did um, something for one of my clients re- fairly recently about Balearic music, which I didn't know much about, and I had to do some research, and I was being told by somebody I was talking to about Balearic music is excellent because... In so many ways, but you, little clever DJs will drop in a track that may not you may not associate it with dance music, but when they do, the crowd just goes mad. Yeah, this is one of them, right? What's your number one? So my number one, I'm a bit worried that it's going to 
be a little bit random but it's 40 day dream by edward sharp and the magnetic zeros i'm going to do a shout out to a gorgeous lady called simone who is lovely australian friend who we worked together a few years ago and we were chatting one day and she told me about this band called edward sharp and the magnetic zeros and i was like never heard of them she's like i think you like them just try it and then i was like I feel like I've never heard such a sound and I don't know what to do with it and I don't know who to talk to about it because it was amazing. And so this song is on their debut album called Up From Below and when I first heard it, I was just like, I can't cope with how much I love this song. It's got um, the opening lyrics go, I've been sleeping for 40 days and I know I'm sleeping because this dream's too amazing. I'll be listening and we'll put it on our playlist on Spotify as well. Okay, uh, right. Uh, Any that you feel like you can drop? Even though we both love Corey Withers... Um, and Booker T we have spoken about this one before it has we have t- spoken about our love for it so I'm happy to push that out of the top five Rosie if you are yep okay um, and I'm I'm happy to uh, to eject Dreamweaver as well even though I think it's a brilliant song I would love the Everly Brothers to be in however I would I would prefer Lullaby by The Cure and The Seekers Morning Town Ride so I I'm only I don't mind if we only have Lullaby and Morning Town Ride and a cheeky plea for All I Have to Do is Dream. Do you know what I mean? So I'm, I can, I can, yeah, I can drop the cranberries and Gary Are Bunch you sure? And kick them to the side. Okay, yeah. Off you go. <laughs> okay, so so far we've got The Cure and The Seekers, one and one and two in the top five. So um, The Coral Dreaming of You, I think, is that naturally leave Golden Slumbers by The Beatles and also the Jennifer Hudson one to be included on the playlist. And then Edward Sharp and the Magnetic Zeros. But you've not you've not heard that one, Rosie, so I'm, I'm a bit like whether, it, whether that's the right thing to do. Yeah, so it's The Golden Slumbers by The Beatles, The Coral Dreaming of You, Edward Sharp and the Magnetic Zeros, 40 Day Dream, The Seekers, Morning Town Ride, and Lullaby from The Cure. Is that that is an eclectic... Oh, Nicola, you say that every week. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Rosie, what were your notable mentions? Right, No Sleep Till Brooklyn by The Beastie Boys. I played... A- played that uh, video for my um for my cousin last night who's a bit younger than us and he said they weren't a spoof band were they and then oh and then and then I went down the hole of Katy Perry Friday night because I was like there must be something about this about sleep in Katy Perry um you know TGIF have you ever seen the video I love the video oh my god and it's got Debbie Gibson Corey Feldman yeah <laughs> like Kenny G. Kenny G. It's brilliant. It's just handsome. Yeah, I love it's a great it's a great song. I'm gonna shove it on the playlist. I love that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um I've also got The Lion Sleeps Tonight by The Tokens or by Type Fit. Oh, that's a great um, one. S- Sam Smith, How Do You Sleep? It did nearly get into the top five because it's just such a beautiful song. Isn't it? Yeah. Um, REM, Day Sleeper. Yeah. But that was when REM and I were parting company really I don't really know any of the other songs from that album um Gabrielle and Dreams but that was on the radio every other song for a while and so I just can't really listen to it anymore um yeah yeah. Ray Parker Jr I don't think that men should sleep alone do you remember that one I don't (laughs) I think it might have been on one of the now albums that we had um Fleetwood Mac and Dreams. I was really, really surprised that you didn't put uh, Mariah Carey and Dream Lover in your top five. 
you know, knowing how much you love Mariah. Let me just tell you, Rosie, it's on my notable mentions. It was, it, it nearly be. was on there. And um, and I've also got Mamas and the Papas with Dreamy Little Dream of Me. That n- all really nearly made it, got bumped out at the last minute. And also Eurythmics and Sweet Dreams as well. What are yours? I did have Dream Lover by Mariah Carey, just love it. Pure 1990s. Also, a special shout out to the Deaf Club Mix, D-E-F, Deaf Club Mix. Um, Ten minutes of pure dance gorgeousness. So I'm going to shove that on the playlist. It's so good (laughs) when you say 10 minutes my heart sinks though rather than feel joy i think oh Oh yeah i need to go and get a drink i need a wee yeah (laughs) 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 the thing is though when you're listening to it you're just in this in the moment rosie you will not be looking at the time i promise (laughs) um sweet dreams my lax by rachel stevens oh yes um, I have Wildest Dreams by Taylor Swift, but also on my radar because she's released Taylor's version this this week or last couple of days. So specifically her own version of it because it's very, you know, just just great. Uh, so, dreams, Gabrielle, definitely. I had Lullaby by Barney Artist and Tom Mish. Deathbed Coffee for Your Head. It, it, and it doesn't sound like it should be about sleep, but it's a really lovely track. Rosie, I think you'll like that. Um, Sleep Alone by Two Door Cinema Club. Uh, get out of my dreams. Get into my car by Billy Ocean. <laughs> Baby, I, I, do you know I forgot to? That was on my original list, and I forgot to put it in. I love Billy Ocean. I love that song. Um, Bedtime story by Madonna. Um, Where did you sleep last night? Nirvana on their Unplugged in New York album. Beyonce sweet dreams. We can't go a week without talking about Beyonce. No, no, she gets mentioned every. It's like it's like part of the law, isn't it? <laughs> um, Together in electric dreams. Um, by. I'd completely. That had completely not. I'd not remember that one. Yes. That makes me think of my sister and Joe and her husband because that was one of the songs that they danced to at their wedding. And then finally, gosh, I'm so sorry because there were so many. Um, Enter Sandman by Metallica. It's been re-released recently, which is just amazing. Um, with fi- oh, uh, there's some versions of with female artists, so the Metallica, Metallica Blacklist. So I really like Enter Sandman by Alicia Cara. So um, I had so many different ideas for this. But it's an interesting one for next week. This is one of yours, isn't oh, it? Oh yeah. So next week's theme we've chosen uh, precious metals. I like this one because I need to give it some thought. Oh come on! There's one song that should be the national anthem for our great nation i signed i signed a petition once that um gold should be oh, by spandau ballet should course, be the national anthem <laughs> <laughs> how did that petition go well it had like thousands and thousands of <laughs> signatures on it <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is brilliant. Um, that one will definitely be on my top five, I have to say, already. That will definitely be on my top five. Thank you so much for listening today. We love to know that you're listening with us, laughing along, hopefully, squealing with excitement also about the songs that we have mentioned. Thank you for joining us. If you have heard anything that you would like to listen to, maybe because you had forgotten about it or you haven't ever heard of it, then all of the songs that we talk about are on our Spotify playlist. Just search for Pause and Play It Forward. And whilst you're searching for Pause and Play It Forward, you can also get in touch with us on our social media, uh, which 
which is Twitter and Instagram, and also our website is pauseandplayitforward.com. So if you like this podcast, um, please do subscribe, please do like, please do comment. We'd love to hear from you, and do tell all of your music-loving mates also about us. Thank you so much. We really appreciate you helping us to spread the word. And remember to pause and play it forward. And also remember, if you've got any suggestions for Music Club or a top five, then please do get in contact with us. You can find that how on our website. That address again is pauseandplayitforward.com. But I think you probably could have guessed that, couldn't you? And as always, an extra special thanks to Mr Kirby for all of our visuals. This has been a Prolock Media production. Music Club.